going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve, podcasting to you from Hawaii. You've reached my program, Barbecue to Movies. In case you hit the wrong button, you can check out right now. In case you're Joe Biden, today is May 5th, 2021. By the way, though, it's 12.50 a.m. in the morning, kind of early for me. So this podcast is actually for May 4th. All right? All right, I'm going to turn this down here. I'm going to turn this radio down. No, not really radio. My volume knob. <laughs> okay. Anyone, you know, sorry, I've been away for a few days. Uh, business has been really good. Um, and I've just been backlogged with emails and photography and video editing. You know, I'm a one-man show here at Dream Wedding, so I, I do contract out a lot of my workers. Um, it may look on the wedding day as though I have a big production going, but it's just me. And I, I'm my own secretary. I'm my own trash man. I am my own, you know, photographer, my own editor. You know, I don't, you know, I don't do the ministry services, but I do basically almost everything else, you know, um, I guess when it, when it comes to the photo, the video, and the customer service. So that takes up a lot of my time. On top of that, I have this podcast going, and then on top of that, I work for Mojave Beach Productions as a you know a, on their website and a quote unquote uh, creative creative consultant. And then on top of that, I also write my own stuff. So there's uh, I've been pretty pretty busy this uh, I guess uh, since the economy has started to open up, and I really really appreciate all the business um, that many of my listeners have brought into me. I really appreciate it. Please keep it coming. And by the way. If you're tuning in for the first time and you like what I'm saying or like what I'm hearing, uh, please subscribe to me on any of the podcast apps out there. I really appreciate it. And if you really like me, you can share my podcast to all of your friends. All right. So what have I been up to? Well, it's so funny because the other day, uh, May 4th, right? I didn't realize it was May 4th. If you Star Wars geeks out there, you know what I'm talking about, right? May the force be with you. It's kind of like, may the force be with you kind of thing. So, you know, it's so funny. I didn't even realize this, even though I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. You know, I'm a huge Star Well, not really nerd. There are people who take Star Wars nerdiness to the next level. I'm pretty much a huge-ass fan. Uh, Pitmaster Keith, by the way, that guy was a huge fan when I met him. And then he saw Phantom Menace. I mean, Pitmaster Keith, he was reading all of the Star Wars books. And, um, well, he actually read, uh, well, he actually saw the movie Phantom Menace and George Lucas pissed him off so much that he just quit watching Star Wars altogether. He was almost anti-Star Wars from that day on. And now I have to, to literally drag him. I have to drag, uh, Pitmaster Keith to the movies to say, Keith, let's just watch the Star Wars movie. It's not that bad. And I have to drag him out of his house. He lives right down the street from me. And, and he's like, no, 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 Steve. I don't want to go watch it. And finally, he watches it and says, ah, oh, that movie sucked. That movie really sucked. And you know what? I can't disagree with him. Star Wars, the new stuff, has been pretty bad. The Mandalorian is okay. It seems great because we just expect the worst out of Disney nowadays. Uh, the Last Jedi was horrible. The Rise of Skywalker was even worse. Well, I'm not sure which one is worse. I think The the, the Rise of Skywalker was at least watchable and entertaining. Uh, the Last Jedi was just so bad. And it took, oh boy, it took everything 
that I think uh, I think it was the rise of the I forgot what the name of it was. I think it was the rise of Skywalker or something like that. The rise of something, the, the rise of the Force or something. The Force Awakens. That's what it was called. The, the Force Awakens. It was uh, that movie had so much potential of being something, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Last Jedi comes on and it just sucks, you know. And all of a sudden, most of the fan base leaves, and they leave to they leave almost to this exponential level where Solo comes out, which is a great movie, and nobody goes to watch it. Solo, by the way, is a really good Star Wars movie. Really, really good. Yet so few people went to see it. Now, I think Solo, by the way, is one of my favorite Star Wars movies out there. So anyway, uh, you know, May the 4th passed, and it was so funny because I went over to Costco uh, to look at the pork shoulder butts because I am going to be uh, going to be uh, actually uh, uh, roasting um, some pork shoulder, uh, some shoulder butts, uh, actually, not the picnic butt. There's actually two versions of pork shoulder, or uh, there's actually the picnic butt and then the shoulder butt, right? So the shoulder version, the pork shoulder version. I think it's called pork butt automatic. I think there's pork butt, and it's... Divided into two versions, you have the shoulder and the picnic. And the picnic, by the way, is like more like the the leg part of the pig, and the shoulder is more the upper. Again, I guess that would be the shoulder of the pig, which is a lot more. Uh, I guess it's a lot more fatty. They say, but to me, I think the the picnic cut is also very good to do pork shoulder. I've been doing, uh, I guess, uh, uh, I guess, um, poop pork with a pork picnic um, part. I think for the last, I think the last six months because it was pretty cheap. And I got some really good quality out of it. You just cut the skin off of it, and you have this nice ham hock bone inside there. And uh, it comes out really, really, really nice. So I'm not sure why people are saying, oh, it's not as good as the regular regular sh- um, pork shoulder. Um, but I-, I think it's fine, you know, to be honest. Um, the pork shoulder... I think it has uh, sometimes when you go to your butcher, or for me, my butcher's Costco. I think they cut off too much fat from it, and for me, I, I like a lot of fat with my uh, with my pork butt. So again, uh, the the picnic cut has the skin on it, which I take off, and I leave as much fat as I can on there. So when I shred it, that that fat all reduces, or that fat's already reduced, and then I can get, kind of just shred it and put that fat into the 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 the, the shredded the shredded pork um, the sh- shredded pulled pork and uh, what's well, not really shredded it's pulled apart and uh, it tastes really great so I'm not sure what I'm gonna go with this weekend um, I am cooking it for Mother's Day so we'll see how that turns out too so uh, anyway with all that being said uh, this podcast is not about barbecue even though I just talked about barbecue it's not about Star Wars uh, it's about experts oh my God experts and how they freaking frustrate the hell out of me and you know when you hire out an expert you expect the best from them unfortunately there's a lot of people who are quote-unquote experts out there who aren't really great at their craft so that really doesn't make them an expert i mean how many of us have hired out a car mechanic to find out they really didn't fix your car fully right how many of us have hired out an expert you know person to paint your house and they can't even like paint without painting the walls i mean paint without painting your your um your windows there's like overspray and it's like hey wait a minute there's overspray in here why is there overspray on my windows and they say, oh, I forgot to mask it. Well, shouldn't you mask it? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's stupid. And then how many of us have gone to a restaurant and said, well, you know what? I can cook better than this. But these guys, the chefs, they go to school. They go to the culinary art schools right for it. And they're supposed to be expert chefs. And you come out of there saying, wait a minute. 
I should not be able to cook better than this meal that I just paid for. But most of the time, you can. So experts frustrate the hell out of me all the time. And it's just, you know, when I find an expert who really does their job expertly, I hold on to their, I guess I hold on to them as much as I can. And for my wedding company, everyone I work with is basically an expert. You know, they're, um, you know, my minister is like an expert. You know, the, the limo driver is an expert. The wedding singer is an expert. Everyone I know who's basically an expert. And when, when it comes from me who does the photo and video, I'm basically an expert in that. And also in my advice that I give out, a lot of my couples hire me because yes, I am an expert. I even run a Hawaii wedding information group on Facebook and people come to me for advice because I give out expert advice. I'm not giving out crap out there. And there's so much freaking crap out there. I'm not sure why. There's crap in every single industry. Now, what's frustrating me more right now is that <laughs> there, during COVID, a lot of experts who are great in their craft were being censored off YouTube. So we had doctors who were actually working on the front line, curing patients now, actually curing people of COVID using hydroxychloroqu- hydroxychloroquine, is that how you say? Hydroxychloroquine and zinc, all right? And they're also using sometimes quercetin and zinc. And some of them are using ivermectin and a combination of uh, hydroxychloroquine or just ivermectin in very high doses to actually cure people of COVID. What happened when these doctors came outside, you know, gave a press conference to actually say what they, say what they were doing? Well, they were censored. They were censored by the media. They were censored by YouTube. Why were they censored? Oh, because it just so happened what Donald Trump had preached in a press conference just happened to be true. Now, these were experts who were on the front line doing their job expertly, right? And YouTube decided, you know what? We're going to censor them. Now, why did they censor them? Because the CDC came out and said, we disagree with them. Dr. Fauci came out and says, I disagree with them. All right. And these other doctors came out and said, we disagree with them. Now you ask yourself, how many of these doctors, how many people has Dr. Fauci personally cured of COVID? Zero. How many people uh, that has the CDC personally cured of COVID? People who work at the CDC, zero. Are they experts on COVID? Have they actually had a patient diagnosed with COVID and that patient come into their office and say, doc, help me, cure me. And actually they say, no, I have no idea what to do. What did they do to the doctor who actually kept cured people and say, I've used this before on patient A, it worked. I'm going to use it on patient B. Oh my God, it worked. I'm going to use it on patient C, D, E, and all the way through the alphabet. God, guess what? It all worked. And you censor that doctor. You censor that expert because you think you're a better expert. Now, they've effectively censored all of these experts, real experts. And the quote unquote, quote experts are coming out and feeding the entire United States and the entire world crap. And we have to rely on that. These are the people, when the media quotes them, they say, experts say, experts say this, right? They always say, they always say, some experts worry, some experts say this. And guess what they said this week? All right, I'm going to quote them. They say that experts say that herd immunity may be very far off. That herd immunity may never be achievable in the U.S. Herd immunity may never, ever, ever be achievable. Why are they saying that? They're stupid. They're idiots. These are experts. How many people have they cured of COVID? And who did they quote? Dr. Fauci. 
professors who work at universities. How many of people have they cured of COVID? None. Absolutely none. Are they virologists? No, they're not virologists. Have they worked personally on the COVID vaccine? No, nope, absolutely not. What are they looking at? They're just talking to themselves and putting out crap. That's really what they're doing. So I'm going to cut to commercial, but then, and then I'm going to get back to this because I'm going to, I had some <laughs> very colorful conversations with some friends of mine who are doctors, who are quote unquote experts, and then basically chastise me for saying things on my podcast that directly conflict with their ideas. Now, these are Dr. Short experts. Now, they're my friends, maybe not friends anymore, because I'm going to basically out them. I won't say their names, all right? But I'm going to tell you the conversation I had with them because they all ganged up on me. I said, hey, and they told me, hey, Steve, you're a doctor. You're, you're, you're not a doctor. They said, Steve, you're not a doctor. Stop trying to play a doctor on your podcast. Try Stop trying to play a doctor on, on, your, on your Facebook right there because a lot of people are listening to you. They're not listening to us. Now, my reach on my podcast, by the way, is not that far. I'm not this like, you know, Rush Limbaugh type of person. I think at most there's maybe 2,000 of you listening to me out there. And maybe, you know, and that's not, that's over a long period of time, all right? Now, how many of you are relig religious listeners? I'm not sure. I think some of you tune in and tune out, tune in, and tune out, and that's fine. But again, you know, apparently there's some people who are going to them and asking them, hey, Steve said this. You know, what do you think about that? And do you know what their response always is? Well, Steve didn't go to med school. That's what their response is. Steve is not smart enough. Okay, fine. And you know, I, I admit that I'm not that smart. I'm really not that smart of a guy. But when the truth is you're on your side, it's very easy to play smart. I don't have to lie. I don't have to manipulate figures. I just have to sit back here and speak the truth. So I'm going to, again, I'm going to cut to the commercial. I'm going to get back. And then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to speak the truth. And you can interpret my truth. Is my truth the truth? Or is their truth the truth? We'll get right back to it. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, everyone, I'm back from that commercial break. Well, I got the positive vibe music playing here. And why do I have a positive vibe music playing? Because even though I'm just about to talk about something very negative and maybe get even a little angry, I just want to tell you, reiterate to you, to stay hopeful. All right? COVID is on its way out. You look at the graphs. COVID is on its way out, especially in America. All right? So... <laughs> the light is at the end of the tunnel. Don't believe what all of the quote-unquote experts say. <laughs> They're just full of it. Yeah, today there was another um, article. Was it? Or no, I'm sorry. That was yesterday uh, where they said reaching herd immunity is unlikely 
in the U.S., experts now believe. Now, why do they believe that? Because they're saying not enough people in America are getting vaccinated. Okay, that's fine. All right. Now, who's not getting vaccinated right now? Who is taking their time to not get vaccinated right now? It's the young people, the people who are in their 20s, their teens right now, um, in their 30s, maybe early 40s. What was the average age of the people who were dying of COVID? 85. Why were we huddling in place, uh, social distancing, shutting down the entire economy? Number one, actually, the only reason why was because they said the healthy people, the young people like me and everyone else like that were quote unquote young. I don't think at 44 years old, I'm young anymore, middle aged, right? But that we were actually, you know, we could get infected by COVID, not even know we're infected by COVID, and then spread it to people who were elderly asymptomatically, and they would get hit by it at a much greater exponential rate than we would be, right? And we would be, you know, for the younger people, we would maybe get a little sniffles there. For them, it would be basically a death sentence. And I said, okay, all right, let's shut down. Maybe I'm still against it, but okay, I could understand that thinking. Now that we have the vaccine out and 85% of all the elderly out there are all vaccinated and protected, why are we social distancing for? Why are the young people? Because they told us the reason why we had to lock down again was to save them. Now, those guys are safe. Those guys are safe. The younger people, the 40-year-olds, the 50-year-olds, they don't really have to worry about it. And the 50-year-olds are still getting vaccinated. So the 40-year-olds, okay, are, are, is it gonna hit, are they going to get hit very hard? Are, what is their recovery rate? Huh, their recovery rate's 99.975% recovery rate. Now, if, what is the average age of people who are getting, I guess, hospitalized now? It's not 85 years old anymore. It's 35. And how many of people, how, how busy are these hospitals with COVID patients? Not busy at all. Not busy at all. All right. So again, why are we locking down right now? It doesn't make any sense. And what else doesn't make sense? Pfizer, because Pfizer is a quote unquote expert out there. Right. And a lot of, you know, Fauci is a quote unquote expert out there. They want to inoculate kids two to 12 years old. They want them to take the mRNA, which is of um, vaccine, which is still very much experimental. Now, I did take it myself. All right. I did take it. I, had, I didn't have the, the big side effects on my first dose. I have my second dose scheduled later on this month. I'll let you know how I feel. But with that being said, you know, it's still a risk for me. We don't, st- we don't know the long-term risk. We really don't, even though I don't think there is. That's just me being very hopeful and me studying certain data that's out there. But even then, there's still not real-life data out there, right? But why are we risking kids who will get infected with COVID and they won't even know it and they'll be done with it and they won't even spread it too? There is very little evidence that they'll actually spread it. So again, we have these quote-unquote experts telling young kids to get what do you call like a vaccinated, but <laughs> they, they really won't matter. They can fight COVID without the vaccination. Why do they need a, a mRNA a virus, a mRNA vaccine inside them or any type of live virus in them? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. These kids have a higher chance of dying from the flu. So what happened just recently? Well, here in Hawaii, here in Hawaii, a child had died from COVID. A child had actually died from COVID, and uh, it, it was tragic because one death is too much, right? Now, I said, this is very strange because, you know, one death from COVID, 
one death when a child dies from COVID, that's not good, right? So let's get to the bottom of this. You know, I, I think there's more to the story. So I wrote on my Facebook page, I think there's more to the story. I really think, let's take a look at this article. And this article said the kid had underlying conditions. They had it on the last paragraph. Okay, what was his underlying condition? Now, his, both his parents were vaccinated. They think he was, uh, I guess, infected before he left the, um, on the trip and came to Hawaii. And when he came to Hawaii, within a couple of days, he had actually died. Now, that's getting hit really hard, really fast. My question is, what were his underlying conditions? So I talked to you know, these doctors who are friends of mine, quote-unquote friends of mine, and they start saying, well, Steve, this story right here is the reason why you and other people should actually start saying, convincing your crowd to say, get their kids vaccinated with the, co- with the COVID vaccine because the CDC is gonna, and the FDA are going to approve it pretty soon for emergency use. All right, fine, whatever, okay? That's your opinion. But I asked, well, this is not proof that kids need to be vaccinated. And they, said, and they kept telling me, these doctors who are quote-unquote experts, they said, no, Steve, we know about this. We're doctors. This is what we went to school for. Okay, fine. So why don't you tell me more about this kid? And they said, Steve, no, no, no. We don't need to tell you about this kid. And I said, you look, I know the doctor's community is rather small. I know one of you knows something about it, right? One of you knows something about it. And I said, no, no, Steve, we don't want to tell it to you anything or nothing like that because, you know, you, you, you'll just take it out of context. I said, tell me, tell me, just one of you tell me, right? And then finally, one of them told me, well, th- these two parents who were vaccinated came down to Hawaii. They brought their kid with them to Hawaii because he was basically dying and he would, wanted to see Hawaii. It was on his bucket list. And he wouldn't live very longer, very much longer. And uh, he wanted to see Hawaii, and they thought this would be nice. His trip down here, unfortunately, he died before he could actually vacation around Hawaii. So he was already dying, and he got COVID. <laughs> That's context for you. Now, they told it to me. They said, oh, Steve, we can't release this to the public. But then you know what? <laughs> you just released it to me. Now, why can't, they, why can't the state of Hawaii, the Department of Health, and everyone tell you the full truth and nothing but the truth? They said, no, Steve, if we told you that, then the kids wouldn't get vaccinated. Why wouldn't they get vaccinated? How many kids in Hawaii have died from COVID? Oh, Steve, we don't want to tell you that. You know the answer. I do know the answer. I want to hear it from you, I, I asked, right? They said, no, no, we, won't. Well, we don't want to talk about that. We just want to talk about, we just want your support to actually stay on your podcast, stay on Facebook, to actually go ahead and vaccinate your kids when the time is right. How many people, I asked. Well, the answer is zero. How many kids have died from the flu last year? Oh, well, we're thinking about maybe 10 or 20. So 10 or 20 people, kids may have died from the flu, right, during the COVID, the height of COVID, and zero have died from COVID. Zero. Why don't you tell that? They said, well, if you tell the truth, then nobody's want to get vaccinated. Why can't you tell the truth? You're an expert. And then they say, Steve, you know, you're just, you know, you're finagling the numbers. I said, no, you're finagling the numbers. You're not telling the freaking truth. <laughs> and these are like three or four doctors. I think there's four of them who are all kind of ganging up on me, right? And they, and they, they all said that, well, we don't just don't believe in a lot of things that you preach about, you know, quercetin and zinc, like how it actually, ta- you know, pr- pr- prevents COVID and everything like that. I said, fine. What are you guys doing to prevent COVID? What is your treatment for COVID? It says, oh, we don't want to tell you that. I said, what is, your, what is your treatment for COVID? I said, well, we don't really treat COVID. We just tell people to go home. So 
why don't you try to tell them? Why don't you try to say? Why don't you use the you know quercetin and zinc if you don't if you don't want to prescribe the hydroxychloroquine, or why don't you just say you know to me you've never really treated a COVID patient because you just told them to go home. They all said that's all they do is they send them. Oh, you're infected. Go home and quarantine. That's all they tell them to do. That's not being a doctor. You know if you say oh I, I, I'm sick and all that just go home. Why did I even come to the hospital for? These are experts. This is why I'm frustrated. This is why I'm freaking frustrated. Now, on top of that, we get into this argument about herd immunity. They said, Steve, if people don't get vaccinated, we're not going to be able to actually you know, achieve herd immunity. Don't you want that so you can walk around without a mask, so you can walk around without, walk around without social distancing? I said, I asked them, why can't we do that now? All this, and they told me, well, Steve, it's because you, know, you could infect everyone. I said, I'm, I'm, single, I'm sing, single dose vaccinated from, from, from the Pfizer. And they said, yeah, you, you need two. I said, no, I don't. One is enough. And he said, why do you say that, Steve? You're not following the science. And so I, I did, again, I, I tell them the facts. So I tell them, I ask them, well, what is the efficacy rate of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? And they said, well, it's 66%. I said, okay, all right, I agree. It's 66%. That's what it came out. So you tell me if I get one Johnson & Johnson vaccine dose, right, I can, the CDC, so they can walk outside without a mask. And they said, yeah, okay, yeah, we agree with that. We agree. The CDC said that. If I get one Moderna shot of the vaccine, one, not the, to- not the second one, one, what is the efficacy rate of that? And they, then they said, no, Steve, we don't want to tell you that, what that is. I said, I know what it is. Tell me. They're like, none of them would tell me. I said, I'll tell you. It's 89 to 90% efficacy rate, way higher than the Johnson & Johnson. So why is it that I have to get two shots to bring my, I guess, my efficacy rate up to like 95 or 98%? Right, which I'll do anyway, okay? But why do I have to bring it up that high when to, to, to take off my mask outdoors when the Johnson & Johnson one shot isn't even as effective as one Moderna or Pfizer shot? I asked them that. And they said, Steve, you're just not following the science. I said, I am exactly following the science. I'm interpreting it. Doesn't it make sense? And they said, well, the CDC didn't say that. Oh, so you folks are following. You're not interpreting the science. Right? And they said, oh, and they, then they told me, one guy checked out and says, well, I can't listen to this guy anymore. He's just not, he's just talking out of his ass. And he hung up the phone. So then I, so then I have some other people out there and they actually start, again, they're still my friends who are on there, you know, on there saying, well, Steve, you don't, you have no idea what herd immunity is. I said, I do. I do. I'm going to read it for you because I have these, you know, I'm, I was going to talk about herd immunity today anyway, but I had these like windows open already. So I read the entire um, definition to them. But before I did that, I asked them, what do you think herd immunity is? And they said, well, it's really easy to say, which when we have enough people who are vaccinated or, or who, who, who have been infected naturally and then recovered to actually cure the disease from actually ever spreading again. I said, that's not what herd immunity is. I said, I'll read the d- definition of herd immunity to you. Herd immunity to you. And I'll read it to you right now. So herd immunity is the resistance to the spread of an infectious disease within a population that is based on pre-existing immunity of a high proportion of individuals as a result of previous infection or vaccination. 
Key word here, resistance, not cure. Resistance. All right? So when you have herd immunity, you have resistance. That means the virus is more likely not to exponentially spread. And that's where we are right now. That's where we were after the first shots of the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine going out. And we saw, if you look on the graph right here, just, just Google for me, United States and COVID. You'll see the graph when all of these vaccines came out, especially Moderna and, and, and uh, Pfizer, which is very, very effective. Again, these vaccines are effective. We're just not sure if they're safe in the long term. All right. Now, again, the, 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 the infection rate went straight down. The cases just dived, dove, 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 and it kept diving until we reached a little, a little plateau where we have now the people who are younger and the youth who are in their 20s and 30s who are basically getting infected naturally right now and recovering. So again, we're, all, we're still on a decline, but because those younger people are not getting vaccinated, we're not going to be on a steeper decline. We don't need to have them get vaccinated. They're fine. The older people, who which we were all worried about, they're all safe. There's no need to lock down. There's no need for mask wearing. None whatsoever. And I told them that. And on top of that, here's the thing. Herd immunity. Now, now herd immunity, the way that some um, doctors are taught and some scientists teach it, is that if we were all living in a fishbowl, we would need 80 to 90% herd immunity to actually, you know, stop a virus from spreading. Now, that may be true if we all lived in a giant fishbowl. But here's the thing about human behavior. We're very cliquish. We have our own little groups that we hang out in. All right? So all we have to do is have within these little groups, the groups that connect to other groups, those people have to be vaccinated. vaccinated. So again... When your friends, like say, for example, on Facebook, when you find out those friends, you know, when you, you know, when you add a person on Facebook and you say, wow, I didn't know you know who and who and who. And it's so weird that you know all these people through all these different like little lines. And you say, wow, you're friends with my cousin. I didn't, I didn't even know that. But you never see your cousin hang out with this person, right? So that's how you know, he's in a different fishbowl than you. So for example, you know, you know, I see. I have cousins here all around Hawaii. I have classmates here all around Hawaii. I haven't seen one of my best friends in over fifteen years, fifteen or twenty years almost. And uh, you know, this guy used to sleep over my house, and now he's a successful real estate guy. And I do weddings right down on the beach, right by his house, but I've never seen him. You know, I've never. And he even takes his wife for walks down on the beach. But I've never seen him. I've seen his father but I've never seen him. So again, we're both in our little bubbles and the only connection between me and him is his father on top of the beach, which I maybe have seen once or twice in the last 20 years. That's how far it is. That's where the bubble is, right? So we all, we're not in one gigantic fishbowl. We are all in our little fishbowls, our little group of friends. And when you take a look at your little group of friends, how many of those little group of friends are actually vaccinated? Well, the odds are most of them are. In our little group, in our photography group, right, I think about everyone except two people are vaccinated. Everyone except two. And there's maybe about, you know, 10 people in there right now that we hang out like we were doing peaceful protest barbecues right at my place. So, you know, and then even then with my own family, I think I was the last one to get vaccinated. The last one. So, so it's, it's just, you know, 
you know, like, like my parents, they're vaccinated, right? You know, Pitmaster Keith, he's vaccinated. It's, it's like all of these other people that are, you know, we're, you know and now I'm vaccinated. And, and, and some, you know, some of my couples, they come down, they're, they're already vaccinated. So there, there's like a lot of people in all these different bubbles and the majority of them are vaccinated. And you're, you know, you don't have to vaccinate everyone because we're all in different little fishbowls, not one big one. So what is the level of, of um, I guess, vaccination, I guess, percentage that is needed to uh, achieve a quote-unquote herd immunity or resistance? It's only 15 to 20%. And that's why we saw that rate of, of um, infection rate just drop from January. It just kept on dropping, dropping, and dropping. They still want to keep it. They still want it to drop down to zero and, and say, hey, we're going to get rid of COVID completely. That's never going to happen. All right. We're going to have to learn how to live with COVID. And those who are elderly would probably may have to get vaccinated for the rest of their lives, maybe about once every five years or something. And eventually COVID, what we want basically is COVID to COVID-19 not to become novel. To the human body. And eventually it will not become novel when young people who actually naturally get exposed to it, build up a natural T-cell immunity plus antibodies, and then they'll be fine. You know, they'll be fine. The virus will eventually mutate and weaken. Every time you hear there's a new variant out there, well, one thing comes with it. The variant, it may be actually more contagious, but when, when, but when, um, Viruses become more contagious. They become less powerful most of the time. And right now, all we're looking at is that the spike proteins are looking at to be, you know, another spike popped up and another spike popped up here. But luckily, the Pfizer and Moderna are still good at uh, actually protecting you. But even then, the, the actual guts of the COVID virus has not gotten stronger. In fact, it's weakened. All right. So they're not seeing a lot of deaths. If you look at South Africa, Google South Africa's, um, South Africa, right? Remember that South African variant? South Africa, their COVID rate is down completely. And they have a South African variant there. You know, they're, what is there? Hold on. I'm going to go check it out right now. Hold on a second. I, I'll just work it right now. South of Africa COVID right here. Hold on a second. Yeah. So right now, their cases are down in the thousands. And they're not really having the vaccine right now out there. And their deaths are down to 35. So South Africa, they have only 35 deaths per day in their country. That's really, 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 really low. All right. And that's with the South African variant. Now, at their peak, they had up around to 600 deaths per day. So that's not good. So they're, with this new variant, it's killing less people. And again, this is without the vaccine being distributed widely over there in South Africa. Over there in South Africa, again, Google South Africa COVID and you'll see what I'm seeing, that this graph goes straight down and looks as, it looks as though they took the vaccine. They have not. But here's the good news is that Pfizer is about to supply 4.5 million doses of COVID-19 to South Africa by June. All right. So here's the thing. The experts say one thing. But reality is something else. Are the experts, do the experts have an agenda? That's my main question. You know, these other experts, you know, these doctors out there, like who are my quote unquote friends, they're, they just, in their heart, I know they mean the best. But do they know the best? I don't think so. And here's the thing. In order for them to convince me of anything, one thing 
<laughs> this is what they do. They'll always say, Steve, you didn't go to med school. Okay, fine. I mean, I agree. I didn't go to med school. I'm, and again, I told them I'm not that smart. But explain these numbers. Why do you have to, why do you have to manipulate the truth? Why can't you tell me the full truth and nothing but the truth and all the facts? Why do you have to keep things from me? And then and one of them said, oh, Steve, you remember that other guy who he was 39 years old. He was in perfect health. And he actually came into here, um, he came in here and we had to, we actually had to put him under for about three, four months because he couldn't recover from COVID. I said, oh yeah. And by the way, I researched this guy, right? I said, oh yeah, I know about that case in the sea, Steve. You know, do you want to be like that 37 or 39 year old? I said, well, do you know he had sickle cell anemia? And then he asked me, how'd you know about that? How'd you know about that? I said, why'd you keep it from me? You know, I know for a fact he was part of a study. I know that people with sickle cell anemia and this guy who's an Asian who had sickle cell anemia is like really, really rare because Asians usually don't get it. It's usually an African, African-American thing. And, and uh, he had it and people with sickle cell anemia get hit really hard with COVID. Really, really hard. And they told me, oh, well, yeah, well, it could happen to anyone. I said, no, it, had, it, it did not happen to anyone. It happened to someone with sickle cell anemia, and you knew it, and you tried to keep it from me. <laughs> and then that person said, well, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You know, I really don't want to talk. I can't convince you. And then that's where the conversation ended. Like, they were still trying to keep information from me. You, you know, and this is where I am right now. <laughs> because I'm losing friends left and right because of my stance on COVID. But I am more frustrated is that, you know, why can't these people, why can't experts tell the full truth? Especially when it, when it comes to my health. Especially when it comes to my health. So what am I doing for my health? Now, again, you know, I am still taking quercetin zinc. Uh, right now, I am taking some vitamin A uh, and D. Um, I'm out there bicycling every now and then to get my, you know, my vitamin E, you know, from the sun. Um, but then on top of that, I will take my second dose of Pfizer vaccine because I want my efficacy rate to get up to 98% or 95%. And by the way, these percentages don't even matter. You know, whenever you hear science say, hey, you know what? Something has a 95 or 90% efficacy rate or anything like that. It really doesn't matter. What matters is that did your body create the needed antibodies, you know, to actually, you know, you know, you know, combat COVID? And that's the thing where I'm saying, huh, I don't know. I mean, did, I mean, did my parents get it? Did my mom get it? Did, did Pitmaster Keith, does he have the correct antibodies in his body? They don't know. They really don't know. It's you only can tell unless you test your blood for antibodies. So that's why they're giving you this percentage rate. Right. And again, you have a high chance of your, you have a really, really high chance of actually, you know, um, uh, of, of having the antibodies. And, and if you get it, then you have a higher chance of recovering from it because your body may respond differently to it. Right. Oh, by the way, before I go, here's another thing which I, I hate about it. These experts tell us that basically if you're infected, well, it's equivalent of being sick. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Again, and they, all, and they equate being asymptomatic as being unhealthy. No, if you're asymptomatic, you're healthy. And by the way, how many um, viruses and bacteria, pieces, viruses and bacteria do you think you have in your body every single day? It's upwards in the tens of thousands, right? And COVID-19 would just be one more for a lot of, a lot of those viruses. It would be 10,001. 
You are asymptomatic being infected with viruses and bacteria in your body right now as we speak. You're asymptomatic. How, how do you spread those things? Well, of course, like, you know, if you bite someone, that's the easy, easiest way to spread it. That's why if you get a human bite, if some crazy guy bites you on the arm, it can really infect you. That's why animals, if they bite you, it's really, it really, really infects you, right? But even if your friend bites you because you don't have the same antibodies as him, it will infect you. But you, that's the way your body works. Your immune system works that way. You get these viruses in you and you create these, these T cell memories, these antibodies that actually fight off a lot of infections. And for the most part, you are always infected with viruses and bacteria and you are always asymptomatic because your, your immune system is always doing a great job. So who cares if you test positive for COVID-19 and you're asymptomatic? You're okay. And if all those people who are, who are elderly around you and, and they're taking, they've taken the vaccine, which they say 85% of the people have, then they're fine. You know, you know what's really pisses me off is that you have families who are basically excommuting members of their own family if they're not vaccinated. They're telling other people, hey, if you don't get a shot, you can't come over to see me. What does that mean? That's stupid. So you don't believe your vaccine works? I mean, for example, a father, say, for example, uh, uh, 85-year-old father, uh, father and, and his wife, right? Father and mother and all that, right? They're 85 years old. They're in that category and they're fully vaccinated. And then they tell their daughter, who's 35 years old, you can't come over your, um, our house until you're vaccinated. That's happening, all right? That's actually happening. That doesn't make any sense. If those older people are vaccinated, they're safe, from their daughter if she is an asymptomatic spreader. That's the reason why you get a freaking vaccine. But here we have Joe Biden and Fauci saying those who are vaccinated can hang out with each other, but those who are not vaccinated cannot hang out with those who are vaccinated. <laughs> that makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. It's actually more dangerous for the person who is not vaccinated. Right now, if we, if we do interpret the science correctly, it's not more dangerous for the person who is vaccinated. <laughs> Just because you're vaccinated, by the way, it doesn't mean you can't spread COVID. A freaking table can spread COVID. In fact, most of the way people get COVID is through buffet lines and in tongs, actual food tongs, right? Because one person who's like infected will like grab the tongue and then another person comes along, grabs the tongue and then they take the food and they put it in their mouth. That's what happens. That's why you see at a lot of these events where there's buffets like churches and they have buffets on there. That's how people are getting infected. They get rid of that buffet line, they'll be okay. It's, they don't, they're not getting it through singing or talking next to each other. You know, they're not getting it through breathing the same air or going shopping in the shopping in the supermarket. Do you remember that one time some expert made a diagram out there saying how COVID spreads through an entire supermarket? And they had this one one person coughs in one corner of the supermarket. And then before they know it, the whole damn um, supermarket is just covered in COVID. Wow, what a lie. But an expert put this together and it caused widespread panic. And they said, this is why we all have to wear masks. <laughs> oh, by the way, do masks actually work? Do masks actually work? Well, get this. Hold on a second. I, I, got, I got this thing here. Hold on a second here. I'm going to 
I'm gonna scroll up here. Uh, hold on. Okay, I got this. I got this uh, graph. I got this graph here from Texas. So over in um, early July, there was actually a mask required mandate statewide over there in Texas. After that, cases of COVID still, I still started to go up. Now, when they started to go down in October, um, uh, I guess the the governor actually uh, I ended some capacity restrictions, and then COVID started to rise again. Right now. Right when the vaccine started to be distributed, we saw a huge, huge decline in COVID. Huge, huge um, de- uh, decline in COVID, especially in, in Texas. Then, I think, uh, uh, I think around March or so, um, Texas actually said they didn't require, there was no mask that was no longer required over in Texas. They got rid of the mandate. Well, guess what? The news, Joe Biden, Expert Fauci said that this is horrible because they're going to see uh, COVID everywhere in Texas. Everywhere. Just everywhere. <laughs> Guess what? They have less cases now than they did before. So apparently the mask don't work. It made no difference whatsoever. You know, the mask which were required back from July and Late in uh, 2021, I mean, early, early 2021, right before January, uh, right, I did not know right before January, right after January, their cases were hitting around 25,000 cases per day with the mask required, with the mask. Right now, no mask and infections lower than ever. They don't work. Absolutely don't work. We don't have to follow the science. We can follow the data. And over there in Florida, same thing. In fact, over there in Europe, over there in Sweden, a lot of places in Europe, they're saying there's no mask needed over there because it makes absolutely no difference. All right, people, that's it for my podcast today. That is it. I am done complaining. I don't know if you hate me more, but if you don't hate me, you can subscribe to my podcast. I'll talk to you guys later.